I was working and being the mum and being the wife and doing the finances and the groceries and I always felt burnt out. Like I was doing everything but not really there for anything, whereas now if I don't want to work and I just want to make puzzles and play Lego with my son, I can do that and that is the best thing. Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark and today I'm talking to Bianca Nicolosi from The Gathered House, who quit her job in a bank after 11 years to be a full-time mum and a part-time seller of vintage and retro collectibles. Bianca, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. So tell me about your job at the bank, what was that like? Um, so I was full-time when I first started um, and basically it was sort of like a sales kind of role. So I would open accounts, do credit cards, personal loans and, you know, move them on to lenders and stuff like that. Um, so that's how I started and then I got pregnant with my daughter. So I left for that for a little bit and then when I came back I was doing part-time. So sort of the same sort of roles. Um, and then over the years, I was working for one bank and then obviously moved to other ones as, you know, opportunities came up. Um, and then I had my son. Yeah. So then um, I was basically working three days a week. Yeah. I don't even really know how I got into it, but I just was in it for a long time, finance, and I didn't enjoy it at all. It was just something that I was good at. <laughs> Some jobs happen like that. You just find yourself in them and you <laughs> kind of think, how did I end up here? How did you find the job day to day? I mean, it sounds like there were a few frustrations with the job. Yeah. Um, I I followed one of my old supervisors. She moved to a different role um, and I really liked working with her. So I followed her to a new job and it was okay at the start, but it was a bit of a smaller bank than I was used to. Um, so some of the technology yeah. and the processes were very like old school and they took a long time and so just that was a little bit frustrating and um, then we got a new manager who hadn't worked at that bank before so they were sort of trying to tell us what to do but they couldn't even do the basic stuff so if someone had called in sick yeah. or something like that and you needed the support they had no idea so it just felt like I was constantly running around trying to do everything and being expected to do like five people's jobs and not really getting any recognition or yeah. anything really so it just became like just like defeated and like anxious I didn't want to go every morning it was just like oh and I only worked three days I couldn't imagine going there every single day um so Friday was like yeah. yes the week's over but even by Saturday yeah. night, I was already thinking, oh, my God, I have to go back there. And it just, I was just sick of feeling like that, really. It's strange how management can have such high expectations of you, but then fail to fulfill the most basic expectations you might have of them. It was really hard to look up to someone that you're supposed to ask for knowledge and help. And then they just say, oh, call the helpline or call this. And it's like, oh, what, what are you here for? Like, I, I need somebody here that can help me. Tell me about the morning meetings. Yeah, so we had morning meetings and evening meetings. So in the morning, it would be about, okay, guys, right. what are we going to do today? What's the plan? 
And then at the end of the day, we would recap what did you do today? But then the next morning was about how the day went the day before. And we're like, didn't we just talk about this yesterday? So it was just a lot of repetitiveness. <laughs> and it was just like, this is wasting my time. Like I could actually be doing work, but no, we have to. And they yeah. gave us by the end of it, we had like these little diaries of like, this is your goal for today. What are you going to do? And it just felt like we were being treated like children, really. Wow. I was going to say, it does sound more like kindergarten than it does yeah, <laughs> a proper workplace for adults. Like, I'm like, maybe if you didn't make me spend so much time doing these things that really don't matter, I could focus more on getting yeah. things done. But yeah, it was a bit frustrating. Yeah, meetings is just one of those things that are always part of work and uh, always seem to just <laughs> expand and expand and uh, never seem to have very much point to them. No, there was no point at all. So what was the uh, one thing that finally made you quit? Well, the supervisor that I had followed, she ended up quitting herself. So I was left there with two other staff and the manager. And the other two staff were great and I really enjoyed working with them. But it just became such a grind and it was it just was no longer fun to be there and that, yeah, there was just like a moment with my manager. He actually made me cry. So I just went home oh, no. and I was like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. So I was lucky that I've, I've had my sort of little side hustle business going for probably like 10 years now, just as like a little yeah. hobby. So I sort of knew that I was going to quit, um, but I just gave myself a little bit of time. Okay, okay, if you want to quit, let's just prepare a little bit. And I think that made like the excitement of quitting, like I was like, I knew it was going to happen. So it was like, yep, just keep doing what you're doing. Get yourself set up financially, put a little bit of money aside. So you're not stressing because I could have quit that day. And I'm sort of glad yeah. that I didn't because then it would have been like an emotional reaction. And then I would have felt like, oh my God, what am I doing? But yeah, I sort of planned it over a few months. And then I was at a point where I was like, yep, I'm ready. So that day I went in and I was so like relieved and I was so happy to go to work that day. And then it was done and he, <laughs> he was a bit disappointed because he was down to two staff now and, you know, he didn't know yeah. what to do. So, yeah, I, I felt bad, but at the same time I felt so good and relieved on the inside that I just I didn't care. Like that sounds bad, but I was like, oh, I, I just couldn't do it. Did it, did it take courage to actually kind of go in and tell him? I always think that that part of the process is uh, really nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> I was really nervous. I think we actually had our morning meeting and in the meeting he said, oh, can I talk to you after the meeting and we'll plan what we're going to do over the next three months? And I was like, oh, no, like I have no plans for the next three <laughs> months here. So I just went in yeah. and I, I had a letter already prepared and I just sat down and I said, look, I don't want to waste your time and prepare for the next three months. You know, this is my letter. This is my two weeks notice. And yeah, he was, he was really shocked. And I think more shocked that, oh crap, like what am I going to do now? He didn't have anybody and he hadn't really got somebody to replace the other girl in the meantime. So now he had to replace two people. But yeah, once I actually yeah. said it, oh, Everything felt so good. And even the last few weeks yeah. of work, like I still worked there and it was still as crap as it was, but nothing bothered me. I was just like, yep, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, all good. Because I knew that it was ending. 
How could he have been so shocked if he had you in tears shortly before that uh, I, I mean, he must have known that it was not a fun place to work for you? He was so like oblivious to everything. Like I think even when he upset me, he didn't even understand really why I was upset. Everything was just, oh, everything was always fine and okay. But, you know, you try and talk to him and bring up issues and it, he just didn't listen. He wasn't taking anything on board. So I think he was actually yeah. shocked, even though really he should have seen it come in. So tell us about The Gathered House. Uh, so this was a side hustle while you were working and it's awesome to have a side hustle, yep. especially when it comes to that moment of quitting. So tell us about the business. Yeah, so I started, like you said, as a side hustle years ago. I've had probably three or four different names for the business over the, over the time. But, yeah, because I knew I was quitting, I registered a proper business name and got my ABN and all of that sort of stuff. You know, I printed new business cards and got everything, like, redesigned for my Instagram. So it was like a really fun process knowing that, okay, it's not just, you know, a little hobby anymore. Put all your time yeah. and effort in making it a real business. Um, so yeah, I was lucky. I already had a decent following on Instagram, but having the time now to, you know, focus on it, it's been great. And I've only just keep growing and I've found other people on Instagram that are also resellers. So just, you know, coming into a community where there's other people like you and you've got that support and people that understand what you do, because sometimes resellers, you know, we can get a bad rap of oh, you're just trying to make profit of, you know, how can you take stuff from charity shops? But on the other hand, we are salvaging things and reusing and recycling and giving things another purpose. So it was good to have that sort of community and support. Yeah, yeah I liked going to markets and garage sales and stuff like that. So I ended up having like a house full of stuff. And, you know, one day we had like a big bill. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I need to sell something. And then, yeah, it just grew and grew from there. So I've seen your Instagram, so I know the kind of things you sell. But for people who haven't seen it, give us some idea of uh, the kind of things that you put up on your shop. Yeah, so mainly I do vintage and retro, um, like homewares. So um, any sort of collectibles, clocks, radios, genie bottles. Um, I think if you can see in the background, I collect a lot of kitsch ceramics from Japan. Anything from like sheets and lamps, basically anything that you would see around the house. And if it's vibrant and or even unusual, like unique things, I like taxidermy and stuff like that. So, yeah, anything that really catches my eye. If I think it's cool, I always think, well, if I think it is, somebody else is going to as well. Yeah, I think um, like nostalgic items as well, like even like old video games and stuff like that. People don't realize that. Yeah. Like they want it until they see it and then it sparks like this little, oh my God, I had that when I was a kid and then it just goes from there. I think the majority of my house has been thrifted or found or, you know, salvaged from somewhere and <laughs> I just look around and there's so many memories and it's like, oh, it feels more homely to me anyway. So how did you make leaving your job work financially? So I, I was lucky, like my husband has a good secure job. My part-time job was more for me to get out of the house and have some adult interaction because 
you know, when you're just sitting with kids all day or whatever, it can get a little bit like, oh, who am I? What am I doing? So it, it was good. And, you know, we would use that money to save for holidays and stuff like that. So I was calm knowing, okay, if I quit, we would sort of be okay, but I don't want to sit around and do nothing. Yeah. I still want to contribute somehow. You know, just in case this doesn't go well, I'm sort of still okay. But then, like I said, you know, yeah. knowing that I was going to quit over those few months, I did put money aside. I did start getting an inventory so that as soon as I could start working, I would get the ball rolling from there. I'm glad you mentioned the social side of work there because I know you enjoyed the friendships and the face-to-face -face interactions you had at the bank. So how have you yeah. replaced that? How, how have you kept your social life going since? Well, I'm a little bit socially awkward anyway. I'm a bit of like a, a loner. I have <laughs> friends, but I'm somebody that doesn't need to see them like every day or every week or anything like that. So for me, it's okay. But um, just, yeah, as I said, finding that community of other resellers and stuff. Um, there's a girl that lives a couple of streets away that I met through Instagram and we've become friends and I've been doing the YouTube videos and um, collaborating with some of the other resellers to make videos. So I'm actually meeting more people, but people that understand what I'm doing. So I feel more welcomed and more myself than I did talking to people every day at the bank about something that I wasn't interested in. Have you succeeded in getting more time to spend with your kids? 100%. Um, so before my mom would come to my home at like seven o'clock in the morning so that I could leave work in time and she would get the kids ready, drop them off at school, pick them up for me. Um, and now I get to do that every day and the swimming lessons and yeah. the reading and all the, all the things that I felt like I was missing out on. I was working and being the mum and being the wife and doing the finances and the groceries and I always felt burnt out. Like I was doing everything but not really there for anything, whereas now if I don't want to work and I just want to make puzzles and play Lego with my son, I can do that and that is the best thing. I mean, it seems like you've found a business that's flexible enough to allow you to do all of those things and also to choose how much you want to work on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, like I, I dropped my son off at kinder and my daughter at school this morning. I knew I had this coming up, but I'm like, oh, I can fit in a couple of op shops. So I did that, came home, I'll do this, and then I'll probably do nothing. I'll probably watch a movie and then go pick up the kids and, you know, start dinner. So it's it's really good. I can do... yeah basically whatever I want. If I want to work, I do. If I don't and my body's saying, hey, have a rest, I can actually listen and go, okay, you know, take some time out today for you. Okay, last question for you, Bianca. How has quitting your job and focusing on your kids and on your, what's your side hustle is now your, your business? How has that changed how you think about your life? Before I felt like I was just you know, in the motions. I wasn't, there was no plan. There was no sort of future. There was nothing really exciting. It was just like a daily grind. Whereas now I wake up and I'm actually happy. I'm excited. I don't have that sickening feeling or just like run down, burnt out feeling. Um, I think my kids have noticed that, you know, my mood, I'm a lot calmer. I don't go from zero to a hundred because of the smallest thing anymore. So for me, it's been amazing. And I know that I was happy that I had planned ahead 
before I quit, but I just wish I had started and done that sooner because, yeah, it's been so good. Well, listeners, if you'd like to connect with Bianca, you can follow her on Instagram at The Gathered House, and that's house is H-A-U-S. And you could also check out her new YouTube channel by searching for The Gathered House on YouTube. Bianca, that was great. Thank you so much for joining me on the Quit Work podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkprojects.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own quit work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.